angels and ancestors, please be with us as we go through Lauren's reading, that we bring forth what is in her best and highest good, and remove anything that's causing resistance in her path from her living her best life and her best purpose. So be it. All right, honey, here we go. Rock and roll. All right, so we'll start with Seventh Chakra Archangel Uriel in the reverse position. So this card in the reverse position means that you have a high connection to spirit that you don't trust. <laughs> I believe that we said that earlier. Yes. <laughs> so this high connection that you have when it comes up in your top position, it's a, it's a primary importance right now. Uh, spirit guides are trying to get a hold of you. You're trying to have better connection with your spirit. It's just more about like what it is that you're listening to and how you're listening to it. When it does come up in the upright position, excuse me, reverse position, there is an element of yourself that's essentially like distrusting of this information that you're getting. You want more proof, more logic, more Google, <laughs> more resources, things like that. And so you may be looking outside of yourself for those things. And Spirit is kind of saying like, we want you to look inside. Now she's holding a book in her hand and there's like kind of this wealth of information that is, is given through your intuition process. We want to kind of look into what's blocking that. Um, this can also be the process in which you block your manifestations, which we spoke about a little bit earlier. So in that, Giving yourself the ability, we want to kind of look deeper into your feminine and masculine energies to see how they operate, okay? So the next three cards are your feminine, masculine, and heart energies. This is not female or male. This is how you let yourself succeed, how you operate, and how you show up in the world. All right. So on the left-hand side, we have the envy card. The envy card is not necessarily... I'm jealous of my friend, although it could be that. Uh, in the energetic position, though, it is definitely a signal that you are typically living in the future or you're living in the past. And so you're always kind of looking forward to, well, if things were like this, then things would be better. If things were like this, then I would be happier. Or when things were like this, this was better than when it is here. So this is a call towards being present, especially in your feminine energetic, because it means that you're not allowing yourself. It's really hard to get intuition when you're in the future really, really difficult to be able to read it in ways when you're in the future. So if, if spirit is trying to tell you something about what's going on right now, you can't ever hear it because you're ahead, okay? Not listening to what's happening in the present. Now, what's most important about this is that in that seven chakra archangel Uriel space is that like in the present, like you essentially are clouding your, your thoughts, clouding your ability to connect with those future thoughts, with those past thoughts. So this is how this is affecting. Do you see the relationship? Yes. Okay. Now in the middle, you have the action card. So the action card comes up in your heart center. So you're an action-oriented person. <laughs> Someone that you, you may procrastinate. We all deal with that at, at sometimes. But for you, it's like you feel like you always have to be doing something. In order to be productive, I need to be doing something. How can I progress? How can I let myself do, do better, do more, do this, do that? So in this way, because it comes in directly underneath the Archangel Uriel, there's a part of you, a process of you that's seeking action more than you're letting yourself receive information. So instead of waiting for the information to come, let me do something about it now. If I can't find the information that's coming right now, I'll just find something to do. And it's kind of like um, you're rocking in the rocking chair, but you're not going anywhere. Yes. So in that process of like you feeling like you're doing something productive, it may be spinning your wheels a little bit. You may be spending more energy than is necessary in order to feel like there's something happening. And in this way, this is how you keep your life eventful. <laughs> uh, it makes it feel like something's going on, but there's a lot more confusion that's happening. And then thus, as a result, you have the angel of balance in the reverse position in your masculine energy. So it's an extreme imbalance that's been happening between your energies. And so when I look at this angel of imbalance counters the envy card, and so that countering of that envy is essentially like you're, you're out of balance with yourself. 
Okay. Um, you're not listening to your intuition and not listening to your guides, but you're out of balance with yourself because you're very action oriented. There's nothing wrong with somebody wanting to take action. But in your case, in this space right now, they're saying be present, be still, let yourself receive, let yourself be in that position where there's nothing to do at this moment. Uh, being productive is wonderful. And it's something that our world prioritizes more than letting ourselves be. But you may receive value in some kind of way from what it is you're able to produce. And if that's the case, then you may feel like I'm not valuable when I'm not doing something. I'm not valuable when I don't have a job or if I'm not pleasing this person or I'm not doing this for that person. So in this way, it's like giving you kind of permission to prioritize yourself right now and give yourself an opportunity to slow down. So that way you can say, okay, I'm worthy of this time. I'm worthy. I can sit down and journal today. Like if I didn't do anything today, I'm allowed to let myself rest. If I'm not in balance, I'm not productive. So whether or not you're making action or not, you have to be in a space of balance first in your energies in order to feel like you can actually move forward. Okay. All right. The next two cards are clarifier cards. On the left-hand side, you have the happy family card. Now, the happy family card is a process of you wanting either a happy family, <laughs> um, wanting to produce a happy family. This is something kind of in your future. Typically, when this card comes under, under in the feminine energetic, it's about what you want to produce in the future. So maybe this new relationship is spurring off ideas of, like, what it is you're trying to visualize or what it is that you want in some kind of way. However, because the envy card comes above it, it's meaning that, like, you're, again, living in the future. <laughs> So letting yourself be present with who this person is now, not letting yourself fantasize about what they could be or what it could be or what it could look like. Girls are really good at that. Um, <laughs> and, and essentially bypassing some of maybe the arm red flags or like not saying that there's anything wrong with this person. Um, but we tend to bypass our own intuition because we're looking towards a goal or of sorts. Um, this card also means that there's a process in which you're dealing with some of your inner child healing. And so as you're letting yourself be present with yourself, you're able to build out more about what it is you felt like your family was, uh, you know, with you growing up, essentially, like any type of conditioning that you may have received in some kind of way. Maybe you had a really happy childhood. Maybe you didn't have such a happy childhood. Either way, the happy family card is essentially rounding out and breaking whatever lineage curse that was that you had that you're not trying to pass on. Okay. So essentially it's like giving yourself the opportunity to say whatever energy or conditioning happened with my family, trauma and so on, it stops with me. Okay. Moving forward, we will be a happy family. Um, That's a good one. On the other side though, you have the second chakra Archangel Ariel. Now you already have one, two, three angels in your deck, which is kind of a lot at the beginning. Uh, typically people may get three angels total in their deck to have this many at the beginning uh, and all of them in alignment with each other is kind of a big deal. Okay. So you do have a deeper connection with the angels or the angelic realm of if, if sorts, um, but it's all, they're all in reverse position. So there's a big part of you that's essentially ignoring this part of yourself. Now you're, it's like you're bringing it, someone's telling you like you're scared of it. Like you're close and you're like, this is something I'm interested in. This is cool. This is something I want to learn more about. There's still a part of yourself that's really scared to connect with that part of yourself. Okay. Now on this side, you have the second chakra Archangel Ariel in the reverse position on your masculine side. So for you, it's so important for you to be able to create. Okay. Like to be inspired, to not have to operate out of obligation, but inspiration. And so in this case, it may be more difficult for you to be able to be in creation processes when you're out of balance. It's harder for you to be intimate with people. It's harder for you to be able to show passion. It's harder for you to be able to be a manifestation in creation. The block is not necessarily the block. Like you can't manifest. The block is that there is not such an imbalance 
then you cannot get into the energy that that essentially produces results okay so you're not in your strongest energy there's some way in which this is being it's like a prism you know you set a prism down in light and it fractals you know like here 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 and here and so in this way you're not getting the strongest results because your energy is diverted it's divided okay all right let's see dang another angel <laughs> All right, on the left-hand side, we have the Blossoming Abundance card in the reverse position. So if you are not letting yourself be present, then you're not able to produce the amount of money or Blossoming Abundance that you're trying to bring into your life. Abundance doesn't just have to be money. It can it can mean money and wealth, but it also can mean like relationships. It can mean areas in which you're trying to manifest. We've been talking about manifestation this whole time. So being present is incredibly important and allowing yourself to heal any of the the, the Was talking to me. Um, okay, so family-wise, to me, there's an energy of like you have to work hard in order to get certain things. There's a kind of a very specific idea about what success looks like, and what it is that you like to do is not necessarily the idea of what success looks like. And so, in this way, that it's taking away some of your abundance because you're still working out. How can I make my parents happy, uh, and also like make myself happy? And it's essentially like you're. That ends with you, okay? That validation that you're seeking from your parents or whatever, it's like, ah, you know, you're into your own thing. Whatever it is that you're needing to produce into the world, it's not going to look like what they want it to look like for you. So you need to release that as a big important part of you being able to open up some of your abundance because as long as you're living by any of their balance, it's not opening up for you. That's kind of the process in which your manifestation is being strangled the most is because you're still trying to please someone else with your manifestations instead of just yourself, okay? This is not about you being selfish. This is about you rooting into your own identity about what it is that you need, okay? Which then brings up first chakra Archangel Michael in the reverse position. So <laughs> this is keeping you from being grounded. Now, this is this is shocking to me. On the masculine side, you have seventh chakra Archangel Uriel, Angel of Balance, second, second chakra, first chakra, all angels in the reverse position on one side. I've never seen this. Okay. <laughs> this is kind of a lot. <laughs> and I don't know if you know how to interpret this or not, but it's like your masculine side almost is so much that needs to be done in your spiritual walk moving forward. So this is great. You scheduled in sessions with me. This is some actual physical work that we can actually start doing some heavy lifting in this space, but it, this is a call. Okay. And I don't want you, your, your look in your eyes, it makes it look like you're scared. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck are they saying? Like, oh no. Um, but this is a call. This seems to be a very important call that there is something that you're supposed to be doing or at least in some way being very supported towards what it is that you're supposed to be doing, that it's time, essentially. Time to take the jump, time to take the risk, time to take the steps or whatever it is that you're meant to go into that direction. And whatever that is, it looks like there's a fucking wall that gets getting ready to get knocked down. Okay. Okay. Next card is in the heart line. And you have the storm running card. This is the wall. Okay. Now don't be afraid of the storm running card. Most people are like, oh shit, what's going to happen? It, it can be some shit that goes down. I, although these are not predictive. I don't say predictive. This is more about energy. So this is about you essentially clearing the path. Okay. Like whatever it is coming to your life. You may have some tumultuous circumstances that you're dealing with now, have dealt with in the past, are going to deal with soon. And in this way, this is like just common in life, but in this way, this is about like essentially the Marie Kondo of your life, essentially like what brings me joy and what doesn't, what do I need to get rid of and what do I need to keep uh, in this process? You essentially open up your abundance, but read this like story, the lack of abundance that you're feeling right now is as a result of you not living in your truth. 
according instead of living according to your family's truth or, or your community's truth. And in this way, it keeps you from being present because you're always looking ahead to what's going to please them or what's supposed to how things are supposed to look for society or whatever other bullshit that you've been told in the past. This keeps you disconnected from your intuition because your intuition is telling you to take different action. And in that, that keeps your body out of balance because it's not in alignment with what your spirit truly wants to create. And in that way, it keeps you unrooted out of your own identity about how you really like to move forward about what it is that your purpose is. Okay. So this is about owning your purpose, owning your identity, owning your intuition, owning your connection, instead of essentially leaning on the ideas of what maybe have been cultivated for you in the past. Okay. Next two cards are about energy. They're all about energy, but these specifically. <laughs> all right. So you, these mirror each other. So you have the journey card and the attachment card in the reverse positions. So this journey that you're on and that you're meant to receive in the reverse position means you feel stagnated because in some way there's some attachment that you're ready to let go of that you haven't let go of yet. So in this resolve, you you took a huge breath. So you know exactly <laughs> what this is. And I want you to tell me after we're done, like, what does this mean? Because this one comes over the MB card. You're looking forward to whatever it is where you're supposed to go. And so, like, in, in the future, what it is. It could be in the present, but you put it in the future. I will wish that blah, 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 blah. When this happens, blah, 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 blah. But it always kind of seems in the future. It never seems like now. And in this side, the attachment card in the reverse position is that angel of balance. This was pulling you back out of balance. Is that whatever it is you're staying attached to is not letting yourself release, letting yourself get to the other side of be back in balance. Okay. All right. The next card is in the heart line. Yeah. I think they're trying to get your attention. <laughs> um, this is again, it's a kind of another obligation versus inspiration. This is where I talked about earlier. We're storing a lot of your emotions. Um, so when we talked like earlier about where you're storing these emotions in your stomach, about where your comfort is, essentially this comes up in the cart line. So that storm warning is to come to bring out that sense of comfort. So be ready to kind of be pulled out of your comfort zone in ways in order to get you to a space that you're meant to be inspired through. Okay. This is the action that's meant to happen essentially. So all on the masculine and they're all touching each other as all of these angel cards in the reverse position. I've never in my life seen this many angel cards all together at once. Mm -hmm. So I'll talk deeper. I think we'll, I, towards the end of the session, we'll see if we can connect with our angels and see what comes up. Um, okay. And actually, huh, okay. Um, all right. Okay. Sorry, someone talking. Mm -hmm. um, so instead of using, I normally use a different deck. Well, we're going to use the angel guide since you have a thousand angel cards here. <laughs> and see if I can good. what it is that they have to say. Be gentle with us, please. All right. I'm going to pull four of these, three of these, and read the middle one directly. All right. So the first card we get is spiritual growth. We know this. No shit, Sherlock. Okay. <laughs> this is the process of you building your spiritual growth. The angels are just kind of saying that this this is all the stuff that you're getting ready to go through or have, have been going through. It's a catalytic process of you being able to open up more of your intuition, your third eye. You being able to connect in ways that you haven't been able to connect to before. In the middle, you have angelic protection. Now, this seems important because I told you there's this like force field of a wall of like the way in which they're kind of presenting themselves. I want to read that directly from the book here in a second. The next one is friendship and union. 
And union is important because at least in some ways, when this comes up, it means that you've been feeling isolated. And so isolation in this process of like you being able to find your tribe, you being able to find people to talk to in ways that make you feel like you're not so alone and whatever it is that you're discovering has been the process of like your spiritual awakening. It has been feeling lonely. It has felt weird. This year has been, this last year has been a fucking life suck for most people. And so in this way, it's like giving yourself the opportunity to say this year is the year that you come together with those people and you come together and union with that so you don't feel so alone anymore, okay? Now I'm going to read Angelic Protection. It is the first card in the book. All right. A brilliant light of protection is around you at this time. Angels are guiding and guarding you and want you to know that you are safe. Whether you feel worried about physical, emotional, spiritual harm or not, this card is confirming that you have spiritual protection. Your angel guide is supporting you and leading you towards positive experiences and outcomes. If you have the decisions to make to make or opportunities to take that you are unsure of what to do, know that this card is bringing you comfort and support. The angels are with you and you only need prayer, uh, you only need prayer in order for them to swoop in and guide you. You are protected. The worst is behind you now, and you're ready to move beyond the challenges you've been facing. The past is gone, and your angel guide is here to encourage you to let it go. If traumatic or painful memories have revisited you recently, know that there are opportunities to recognize how far you've come and acknowledge how much healing has taken place in your life. When you have reflected on these shifts, leave the past behind and move forward. The present is only a gift if you're able to receive it. Now, that was important because I felt like we said that earlier when your hands were turned upward. Um, if you are facing the unknown at this time, know that your angel guide will show you the next steps and you will be surrounded by spiritual force field that will protect you on all levels as you move forward. Bam. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So now I'm going to move into the threads of fate dead. I think that that's important because whatever this wall of these people that are hanging around you, you might be doing something that's, um, out of your comfort zone or maybe even in some ways bigger than other people's purposes or different than other people's purposes. And you may feel you need that extra reassurance in order to be able to move forward. Okay. All right. The next deck. We will have hmm, pull strength, get creative the Magi, and Transmute. So strength is the focus, okay? So interestingly enough, you have the support of this, like, this giant ring of angels. <laughs> um, for some reason, which I believe is in order to move strength in some kind of way, some kind of support, so you have the tools that you need in order to move forward in whatever this thing is. I feel like we're going to talk about it a little bit later, okay? Um, that is the focus. The shadow is the Get Creative card. And the Get Creative card is not necessarily arts and crafts, although it could be. Uh, get Creative is the creation process for you. So you being able to kind of call out and manifest what it is that you're looking for and how you're able to open up. The next card is the Magic card. And the Magic card is about being in fantasy versus reality. And so, like, sometimes what happens in blocking our own manifestations is that we're in a fanciful soul. Fans? How do you say that word? You know the word. Fantastical? Fanciful. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're in that world instead of being in the present and being in reality. And that kind of can block our manifestations as well, because we're not in a real space and time in order to be able to assess what it is that we're trying to actually draw in. Rather, we, we draw it from a fantasy place and not a place that believes that we could actually have it. Okay, It's like wishful thinking. 
Um, and wishful thinking is harmful because it doesn't bring us into reality. Okay. And then in that process, the result is to transmute that. So essentially transmutation is the, the ascension process almost of a thought uh, of a mentality. It's like getting past that essentially. Um, it's the Patronum curse, you know, like <laughs> it's the idea of like, you know, we want to get rid of that thing and expel it out of our lives. And so in this way, it takes strength in order to be able to do that. So that way we can tap into our creation process that allows us to get out of the, the wishful thinking and into the reality of like what we think is actually possible. All right, and the last card that I'll read is actually one that I want you to pick. And then we'll expand on everything. I swear to God, I never have so many calls as I have when I'm on session with somebody. Of course, that's how it always happens. It's, it's like, no, it's crickets forever. And then I get on a call and it's like eight people have called yep. me. I'm like, never fails. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to choose three numbers, and I want you to choose which one you want. So close your eyes when you hear this. We have 26, 35, or 45. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Visca Pisces. Visca. Twenty-six. Visca Pisces, creating soul truth in the world. The outside world feels more real than the inner world because we have been encouraged to focus more on what's on the outside of us. We have learned to give things that can be seen by others or touched by us more important than we feel. Making decisions can become difficult when our awareness is focused away from our inner needs and wants. When our internal and external realities are integrated, decisions are clear and easily made. This leads to satisfaction when there's no resistance to your fulfillment. Again, this is a manifestation card. When we scan the myriad of possibilities open to us in the manifested world, we will know what we want and not feel overwhelmed. In this space, we become grateful for the decisions we have made and all the ones we will make in the future. Now, when this card comes up, to me, this speaks to your indecision. You're having blocks about manifestation because you haven't really like made up your mind about what it is that you want. So we need to see clarity in this process of what it is that we're trying to draw in. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to, the next, now that we've talked for 40 minutes, um, the next, uh, what I want to do, and once I put all my cards in positions that are not all over my desk, um, mm -hmm. I want you to tell me what this means, okay? All the stuff that came up, anything that resonated with you, anything that pops out, even anything that doesn't necessarily have to do with the reading, I want you to speak on so that way we can kind of make sense of like where this is coming from and how we want to connect to it, okay? Sure. All right. Now go for it. Um, so in November, actually, when I purchased the sessions with you, I quit my job, which was a very ballsy move because I'm still a student and I still live with my mother. Um, but I was very unhappy in my job. And I just felt this calling that I'm meant for more than what my job was giving me. It wasn't fulfilling or meaningful. So I quit my job and I thought, okay, as long as I work with the law of attraction, I'm going to manifest a job. No problem. It will be, you know, and I'll, and I'll live my dream job and I'm going to live my purpose in this like Pollyanna world. It's now January and I still haven't manifested a job and I've been applying on Indeed. I've applied to probably over 200 places in the last like three months. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like crickets. 
And it's like the jobs that I really felt called to and inspired by didn't hear back or didn't get the job. And all these other lower level jobs that just really don't align or resonate with me, they're the ones that are reaching out. It's either like an hour or two away. The pay is not what I had hoped. So it's I'm feeling very blocked. And I, I've come to some realizations that I'm envious of other people or I'm not feeling grateful for where I'm at right now. Like taking this time to myself feels, like you said, selfish. And I'm starting to feel like a failure. And um, it's just a lot of stagnant, stuck energy where I I don't feel um, in a loving place for where I'm at right now. I'm living in the future or I'm dwelling on the past, feeling regretful that I quit my job. And it's just been very confusing overall and uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I I am a writer. Um, I write poetry it's my favorite thing to do in the world. And I've, I, in my mind, I would love to have that as my full-time career. Um, Mm -hmm. but something about it doesn't feel tangible. It doesn't feel possible for me. I feel like no one cares what I have to say. Like my voice is kind of unimportant. We said that earlier in that meditation. Yeah. So it's, it's just been difficult and, um, I'm in a new relationship He's uh-huh. amazing. And uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts yesterday about um, like attachment wounds. And there was something you said in it that really rang true with me where you said, he loves me and I don't have to give him anything. And I question like, why do you love me? So it's been a lot of transitions that have happened in the last like three months, a lot going on at once. Okay. Okay, so you said so many important things. <laughs> um, but I want to tell you what you said in between what you said. Okay. Of course. Uh, and the frequency of what you said. Uh, let's start from the from backwards. First, this amazing relationship that you're in and which and that you don't have to earn for. Um, it, it, it comes in your your energy is saying that it comes in direct uh, aggression with the idea that you're not like you feel like a failure right now. Okay. So you're not feeling of value with your job and other thing or whatever makes you question how this person feels about you because right now you're not feeling good about yourself. Okay. In this way, the gift here is that you get to see that someone's trying to like give you something, give you love without you being a certain way. Okay. Not being on top of your game, not being the person that you think that you should be or whatever. And they love you anyway. This is where you can be present with that and say, this is the gift, okay? Someone can love me even when I'm down, even when I don't have a job, even when I'm at my worst. What you feel like is your worst, which is not your worst, uh, is this position where you're getting to see someone love you for you. And that's a really beautiful and wonderful thing, okay? So first, let's acknowledge that, okay? That's a good thing energetically of saying like, wow, this person wants to stick around. They see that I'm going through this stuff. I'm probably not my cheaperest. <laughs> and they're they're... They're someone who's being present with me and perhaps the universe is trying to show me that even in this position, I can, I can, I'm someone who's lovable. I'm worthy of love in some kind of way. And that's a really beautiful thing. Okay. First thing. Second thing, very important. I would like to have poetry as a full-time career. I don't feel like anyone who cares what I have to say. Let's dig into that because when you said that I felt your heart just like, like a stab. Um, is there anything that comes up for you in your past inner child wounding that says that makes that true? Yeah. My, um, my mother was 
always very invalidating my whole life, even now. Um, and my father passed when I was 15. Um, so I honestly don't recall our relationship too much, but I just remember he, um, he was very aggressive uh-huh. and, uh, that was from my childhood and it kind of got validated throughout my relationships growing up. I, when I was 21, I was in a very, very abusive relationship and um, my voice felt taken from me. So the last four years I've been trying to validate myself and reclaim that voice, but it's been challenging. Uh-huh. What is it? Uh, what poetry, what do you like to write about? Uh, relationships, love, um, heartbreak and like self self healing. All right. Well, you listed like some of the top things that people research on Google every day. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm having a hard time believing anybody would have, would not have any interest in what it is you have to say about that. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so given that your passion is something that most people are dealing with, most people are struggling with, um, have you taken any steps for towards spending some time and like maybe putting together an Instagram account or putting that, that poetry out there? Have you made an ebook? Have you, have you done anything action wise as far as that goes? I have two books. Um, I've been working on I my third. Read. Thank you. I'm working on my third, but with everything going on, I felt very uninspired to write lately. Uh-huh. Which happens, which is why that, that obligation inspiration card came up. Yes. Okay. All right. So I want to talk to you about like, not necessarily your actions, but your energy and what you're doing these things now. Um, because the, when you said it, I don't feel like anybody cares about what I have to say, that the energy frequency was so dominant. Like it was, it was such a strong, like it, you said it like it was truth. Okay. You didn't say it like it was your opinion. You didn't say it like it was projection. You said it like it's, it was a, a cemented anchored truth. Okay. And this is important for us to recognize. We can't heal that all today. We're going to work on that over time. Um, but it's important for you to know that so we can integrate. How do we let yourself release that as the truth and rewire your brain to understand that that's not actually the case. Okay. Now, obviously further validation from other people could be a way to do that. People start being like, Oh my God, I love your poetry. Like that's fine, but that's not that that's not the way in which I want you to seek that because it's validation still from other people. The moment that people don't validate you, you'll return back to that truth. Okay. The idea is is like, do you care about what it is that you have to say? Like, does it matter what you have to say? You've been in an abusive relationship, you've had heartbreak, you've had a relationship where your your mom was invalidating, probably put her priorities over your own. You still live with her, so you probably still live under some of that uh, you know, energy. <laughs> And so in this way, as far as self-healing goes and the way that you're awakening and things that are like, I would imagine are super close to your heart and very passionate to you are things that, that matter and not, not just matter to you, but matter to the collective. So either way, if, if, if one person hears it or a thousand billion people hear it, do you care about what it is that you have to say? Is it healing for you to write? Is it? Yeah. Okay. If it's healing for you to write, then it's a process of which you can even be in a meditative state. It helps you to heal. And to me, the most important thing is like, even like, okay, you listen to my podcast, right? A year and a half ago, I said, I don't think anybody cares what I have to say. I said that. Like, I, who, everybody's got a podcast. Who's going to listen to my podcast? 
Okay. You, you just don't know. You have no idea who can be healed by your words. Okay. I think this is why this fortress of angels are around you because I think you might actually have something really important to say. And the more that you stick behind this idea that nobody cares what I have to say, you're robbing the world of whatever is your mission or purpose or, or whatever reason you're supposed to be walking this earth. Okay. So I want you to put that level of weight behind it. Okay. This is not just something that you're doing for yourself. Obviously it's something important that you do for yourself, but you may have a message that heals the world in a very big way. Who are we to say who cares about it? We don't know. There's a thousand billion people out there. Like, yeah. who are you to say that nobody's going to care about it? Like, one person can find you and then spread it to the world. Whether what if what if it healed one person, and one person was like, "Holy shit, Lauren! Like, this changed my life. I was I was suicidal, or I was this, or I was in this toxic relationship, and what you said meant the world to me. It saved me. Like, would that matter? That's all that I need. That's all that you need. That's not a lot." You're not asking for a lot, but whether or not you believe that you're someone who can make that difference is the most important thing because the validation from other people won't, won't matter if you don't care. Okay. Now I feel like that's a, that's a hard, like older sister to younger sister, kind of <laughs> like, you know, um, but it's important because like in this, what I'm, I'm looking at your words here and this idea, like, you know, you want, you want, it's funny. You said, I would love to have this as a full-time career, but I don't want to be like Pollyanna out here with the idea or whatever. Why couldn't that be a full-time career? I read cards for a living. <laughs> it's a ridiculous job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Writing is, is much more valid than card reading, okay? <laughs> so I don't, I, you're, you're putting, it's, it, this is why, this is how manifestation works, okay? You have created an idea and a narrative in which this mentality exists. Writing is a fantasy job. Maybe your mom told you that at some point. Okay. Get a real job. Okay. So we said that earlier in your reading, I think, that there was something you're supposed to do that doesn't necessarily look like the definition of success. So for you, success would mean that you could save someone. Um, not necessarily save them, but like make an impact on someone's life in some kind of way. Um, financial success obviously is important because you have to provide for yourself. That makes sense. But you holding in this narrative that, that, that writing is outside of what it is you're able to manifest is what is causing that reality to happen. Okay. And going back to your jobs, it's so funny. I had a moment, oh my God, in my life that I saw you said it exactly. I remember looking for a job. I was my, it was my junior year of college. And I was looking for a job so hard. I applied to 200 places on Indeed, like every single day. It, it was my job to apply for jobs. Yes. <laughs> and I was not hearing back from anyone. No one was giving me any playback. Finally, I settled for a job as a gym teacher, um, as, as some gymnastics place where they barely paid me on time. Uh, it was $10 an hour. And I was just like, I'm barely scooting by here. I was living on credit cards. And so... I've been there, sis. Okay. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, is that you don't believe that it's going to come to you. I have to go out. I have to do. I have to do. I have to do. I have to do. And every time you make a new application, I hope. I wish. I maybe like that energy that you're going with it says that it doesn't exist for me. I'm putting so much pressure on it. I'm not letting myself just like 
let me chill out, all right? Like, I need to take a couple months off. I understand the urgency because we need money. Like, we need to be able to provide for ourselves. But when we're in this place where we're not willing to ask for help, one, which I believe that might be an issue for you. <laughs> Two, we're willing, unwilling to accept a, a possible different narrative about what it is we're trying to call in. When we then hope for something that's not in alignment with what we really want, it's, it's a diversion. Like I said earlier, it's a fractal of the energy in which you're not getting strong results. You're sitting here saying, I wish that writing could be a full-time job for me, but what kind of jobs are you looking for? Everything besides writing. <laughs> it's a fractal. So every time you apply for a job that's not writing related, you're saying, I don't really want this. I kind of want it. It looks like it'll make enough money, but my soul is like dying because I don't really want this. So it's a fractal of like what it is you're actually trying to manifest. This is why no results are happening. Nothing's happening because you're not being honest with yourself. If you apply for a writing job, oh man, if I don't get this, the devastation would be too great, right? Like I might want it too much. But if you could release that pressure and say, you know, what's meant for me doesn't ever miss me. Like I'll apply for this job. I'll apply for that job. I won't apply for 10 jobs in one day. No, sir. We don't do that anymore. Um, because it is the in, it is the energy of urgency, it's the energy of desperation that knocks you out of you saying, I deserve this thing, or I'm willing to call this thing in. If you were to sit in meditation for as long as you were sitting on those job applications and you said, I'm calling this in, like I'm bringing it in, I want to bring in this type of job, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to wait for it to come to me. No, not to me, I mean, you put yourself out there. Write something, <laughs> be writing, posting it, you know, doing what you can to make yourself seen. But if you're not necessarily putting yourself in that energy of desperation of I'm trying to catch something I don't want, it's like going fishing. You go out fishing and you're like, I hate fish. I hate how they smell. I hate how they taste, how they look. And I'm out here trying to catch fish because I'm hungry. But like every time I catch a fish, I'm like, that sounds disgusting, <laughs> you know? What are you out there doing? Like, go, go, go to the chicken coop. I don't know, whatever you like to eat. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, in this way, you're fishing for something you don't want. And in your energy, your energy knows that. And that's why there's nothing coming to you. Your energy says, I don't want this. And so in this way, I would like you, your homework uh, is to allow yourself in this position to shift. To shift what it is that you want. Now, I'm not saying this is going to make a job speed and smack you in the face in a week. But... The, the process in which the universe is trying to teach you or help you learn is for you to actually ask for what it is that you want. Actually ask for it. Sit down, write, <laughs> write, not just write, but write what it is that you want. I want you, your homework for me is for you to write some elegant, beautiful three paragraph thing about how you see your life. Like what you see for your life. I would like to be a writer of this, da, 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 or I have this book that's a bestselling, blah, 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 whatever. I don't know. And make it, the, the fucking most beautiful thing you've ever written, okay? Put passion into it. I want you to impress me, okay? I want the socks knocked off my feet. <laughs> I'll try. So in this, I want you to just describe in detail how it would feel, okay? And I don't want you to do this in like 10 minutes. I want it to take some time, okay? Um, when you finish this assignment, we will schedule your next appointment. Um, and the reason I do this is because some people don't like to do their homework. And I'm like, you guys aren't getting like yeah. everything out of this when you don't do your homework. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, so in this position, like, um, I'm going to give you a week 
um, send us to my email and then we'll schedule another session. But the idea is essentially like you've placed your dream out into some Pollyanna world and said, it's inaccessible for me. And the universe said, okay, okay, Lauren, that's what you want. You said you put that order in. Okay. Um, so there is accountability there more than anything is this, this fortress of all these angels and energy of like stuff that like, you know, I don't think what you're here to say is just something regular and some, some flir- you know, florally poetry. I think you're actually meant to say something that matters. And in this way, like there's a lot of support and protection, but there's this stagnation in your journey about where you're meant to go. It's this hump that you need to get over in order to get into that space of like what it is that you may be channeling. Did you choose the channel card? That was somebody else. I don't. No, you had a different card. Um, either way. So um, this is your homework. Um, I want you to meditate on it. I want you to, to bring joy to the imagery of what it is you'd like to create for your life and put it in there. When you, when you are writing these words, if you at any point find yourself scoffing at any point being like, Oh, that's not, that's going to happen or whatever. Start over. Okay. It's going to be hard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you don't have to start the whole thing up. Start over the sentence with a new energy and say, okay, no, no, no. I, this is something I believe that can happen. And if you can't believe it yet, take a break. Go come back to it until you can get to a place where you can write it in the energy of what it is you'd like to call in. This, to me, I believe is the way in which I've been able to shift my entire life fast. It's like, okay, I stopped putting out there in the ball field and being like, oh, that's not possible. Uh, even the, the – the did you listen to my latest, latest episode? I haven't yet. Okay. This episode is like where I recount this entire year, how I went from single and broke and no podcast listens and this and that into, into like everything flipping kind of at once. And so in this essence, it's like I stopped putting what it is that I wanted in this area that was it seemed like it was unattainable. I said, no, no, this is something I can absolutely call in. And things, my entire life shifted in an entire year, like less than an entire year. It was probably like three months. So, okay. <sighs> That's a lot. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> It's a lot. Um, it's a lot to process. So make sure you do your homework. Send me an email so we can reschedule on your next appointment. Um, I do want you to be gentle with yourself. I do feel that there's a strong energy of harsh criticism that you have and that you hold for yourself and a high expectation. So this week, I don't want you to apply for a job. Okay? Okay. It's going to feel really hard <laughs> because it's going to feel like I'm not doing anything. Okay? I want you to focus on your writing this week. Okay. Okay. Take this time off. Like, I don't, if your mom's like, are you applying for jobs? And say yes. Whatever. (laughs) Um, But this week, I want you to focus on letting yourself receive. Um, I do want the shift of energy because what it's, what you've done is made that looking a habit. And that's an energy in which you're staying and we're trying to break that cycle of that energy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You promise? I promise. (laughs) I know that'd be hard, but give yourself until what's today. Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday. Next Sunday. Okay. Okay. All right. You do it. I got this.